0: Hi and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching Australia. Now you may have noticed that I haven't put a podcast out for a week. That's because I was having a rest week after doing the GSER, which is a great southern endurance run, which is a 100 miler, but it was a bit longer than a 100 miler, obviously, because um, it's hard to get a race. It's always going to be exactly the correct distance. Um, I believe this was approximately somewhere between 175 and 179 kilometres. I don't know for sure because my watch died at about 99 kilometres and I just had trouble charging it because it just, the charger kept coming out of the back of the watch. So basically I didn't get a record of the full run, but such is life. Anyway, so that's the reason why I haven't put a podcast out in the last week because I I was absolutely exhausted, and I just needed some time to rest and not worry about anything like that. But regardless, um, I am still was planning a podcast, and this is the podcast that was in the plans. I had a crew at GSCR that included Michelle Ol- Oliver and Daniel Graves, and they have interviewed me for this podcast because we thought that would make it a bit more interesting talking about the race rather than me just talking by myself. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the podcast with the three of us. Hi, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Today we're doing things a little bit differently. Normally I am interviewing people for my podcast, but today we thought, um, Danielle and Michelle, who were my crew at GSCR, would interview me in regards to the race. It's always a bit tricky to talk about things about yourself, so we thought it'd be easier if they interviewed me. So um, I'll say hello to Michelle, first of all.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And Danielle. Hello. So hopefully you can tell the differences between all our voices. (laughs) Um, So anyway, whenever you're ready, whatever questions you have.
1: Izzy firstly a massive thank you for allowing us the opportunity because for us it was um, amazing experience to be able to crew for you um I learned so much so I hope through the questions that we ask your views we'll be able to learn a little bit through your experience
0: and of course I must say thank you to both of you because it was just so awesome to have such an organized crew and which you two really were like I always felt well looked after and and I just mm-hmm. felt that you were really organized. And if, if you were feeling frantic about anything, I certainly didn't see it, which was mm. helpful for me. Oh, it was
2: wonderful to be there. And it was a great experience. Something so new to see and something
0: very, very different. <laughs> yeah. So, Danielle, what's the furthest distance you've ever run? Uh,
2: 50 kilometers.
1: Yep. And Michelle? Uh, same. Uh, yep. Danielle, I did Surf Coast, which was... I was about to say, was that yeah, yeah, it was century, a couple of months ago, it? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so just in case, uh, we're actually at Michelle's house and she does have little kids. (laughs) So if you hear anything in the background, that's them, which, you know, that's just part of life, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yes. Izzy, can you tell us a little bit about the history of this race?
0: Well, GSCR has only, um, started in, it only started in 2017, which was the first year it ran and, um, labeled as Australia's toughest ultra marathon or hundred miler. And in the first year, it ran from Mount Buller to Bright. Um, And once again, it was about 183 kilometres. And I started that race, but DNF'd because I um, did it five weeks after I... Five or six weeks after I did the 24-hour track race. And um, so I DNF'd that. And 2019 was its second inception. And it was meant to be Bright to Buller. But due to adverse weather conditions, they um, <clears throat> changed the course and it went from Harrietville to Mount Speculation and back again. And that ended up being, I believe, something like 179 kilometres. And I would still venture to say that it's, it's pretty much the toughest mile in Australia based mm. on the terrain
2: and they changed the course not because the weather was the adverse weather on the weekend that you did it but yeah, yeah because they couldn't actually mark the course because of the awful weather you had perfect conditions pretty oh, much for the race Yeah, for perfect. the race but unfortunately yeah they got to yeah, mark out had, everything
0: yeah they had snow, storms and all that sort of stuff mm. coming through and it was it was because part of the course is on a section called the Viking and it's remote and it's wilderness area it's labeled wilderness so it is kept as wilderness area which is Really hard to get through in good weather, let alone in bad weather.
1: My favorite part was when you came through and your hair was <laughs> all <laughs> over the place and you just kept on saying, this is what the Viking does to you, this is what the Viking does That's to you. That's right, it. it just pulled out.
0: Like I had my hair tied up, but I, my head was getting stuck on trees and branches. It was so overgrown, you couldn't, you couldn't see the path. You're trying to push through these overgrown bush bushes kind mm. of things. It wasn't even trees, I don't know what it was. Um, and yeah, it just kept ripping my hair out. And so I I looked a bit mad and crazy, but you know,
2: (laughs) and was that the bit where they had the ladder going up the the mountain too? Yeah. There
0: was a, um, a ladder through, through a little rocky section. of course, heights not being my favorite thing. And it was a really skinny little metal ladder. So I was, you know, luckily I had, um, David there, one of my paces to help me. So, that was. What, I mean, I would have managed it on my own, but it's it's always nice. You feel more confident with these things when. And you was got that in the as dark
2: well. as well? That
0: bit. Um, on the way going up, it was in the dark. Mm. Yeah. Coming down, it, I can't remember whether it was dark or not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How
1: did your training go in the lead up to the event?
0: Um, I felt my training went really well. I managed to get in some really good, um, long, tough runs, um, and some lots of climbing. I recently, or early, because I've been in Canada, when I came back from Canada this year, I rejoined running with DTR, which is the Dandenongs Trail Runners, and through them I learnt a few of the tougher courses through the Nong, through the Dungala area, <clears throat> with lots of climbing and that sort of stuff. So I did a few of those runs, and I really feel that helped prepare me yeah what was
1: your longest oh sorry now you go what was your longest run
0: so I did a run it's about 60 kilometers it's called the dancing dude and um (laughs) yeah and and I did that and that was like a really long day but it was a good day because it you know it was about eight and a half hours and that gave me a good long stretch on Mm. my feet on my own so you know learning to be on your own and having all my food with me and everything like that Mm. and, and that went well because mm. it
2: would have been a lot of up and down and around yeah that's yeah right. yep. Danny you
0: not know, to get yeah. the, the elevation. Oh image. yeah, we ended up down I ended up down near Sylvan and that sort of stuff. Mm. So oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a, it was a good course and mm. I I will use that again for long training runs. It's a good mm. one. And yeah. another good course is the Megasaw, which <sighs> has like lots of the big climbing. So that's oh. a, yeah, a lot of elevation for a short distance run.
2: Oh, good. No, that's some good ones to, yeah. to do for people in the future. Yeah, that's yeah, right. They can as well um, look the them future. up. I done yeah, them yet. do them. Yeah, mm.
0: and of course, I don't just train in the hills. Um, like during the week when I'm working, I train on the roads because, as I've said in my other podcasts, I still believe doing quality work is important. So I'm still doing intervals and tempo runs and that sort of stuff on the on the flat road. But as I got closer to the race and you become more specific, I was doing those sorts of things more in the hills and that as well. But I still was doing quality sessions and still sticking to the roads during the week a lot of the time because you still need to keep up your leg speed and,
1: and that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, any key lessons learnt throughout the 100 miler? Hmm.
0: Well, I learnt, I, I felt my nutrition went really well. Mm. So, um... I learnt to sort of stick with that and and I feel that it was lots of water and and I used you know honey stinger chews and the um the the cliff the cliff chews um and a little little bits of my own solid food but I also used solid food at the aid stations like potatoes and they had some good veg thick hearty vegetable soups at some of them and and you guys gave me mm, broth. With a cup of soup yeah the yeah. broth yeah. that was um, really good and your
2: porridge yeah, the porridge
0: as well, helped as well, so, which butter. are all, once again, quite bland things but quite filling. It's just good to get something to fill your stomach because you are out there for a long time and you still get that hungry feeling, and I don't mm. find those chew things satiating. So, mm. yeah, it was good to eat real food. Mm. Is there anything you didn't like that you were having? The chews. <laughs> the chews. <laughs> you know, by the end, Um but I knew they were calories and, mm. you know you've just got to get calories in basically and and when you're out on the trail you can't exactly take veggie soup with you so Mm. Mm. yeah they're they're handy quick and easy as well they're handy in that regard and you know it's just get some calories in at the end of the day it's it's calories it's not you know you can worry about eating something yummy and nice another time yeah (laughs) when you're all done (laughs) yeah that's right
1: exactly and the sweet potato wasn't really working for you no
0: i i made up some potato and sweet potato and i kind of Baked them in the oven. I wasn't sure how to do it with a bit of oil, and they just went mushy. And the sweet potato went too mushy. Whereas at the aid stations, they had more just plain boiled potato, and Mm -hmm. that worked. And they had it it
2: warm for you as well, Yeah, which was nice.
0: But ultimately, I don't care if it's cold or warm like food's food. But it just was a bit more solid and not so sloppy and yucky. Mm. Yeah. What was the gear
1: that you used?
0: So um, I've recently changed over to Lakey Poles. Which I find really good because I find with the little um, gloves that they that they connect to the handles, you don't have to grip the handles so tight, which reduces some of the arm fatigue, and mm. you can sort of pull more on the handles, which I, I really liked. And um, just just my standard gear, like I didn't really use anything, just a normal pack, and you know I always wear gaiters now. Ever since I got a big blister at my first miler at Alpine Challenge, and I got that blister because something got in my shoe, and I. Didn't want to have to stop and get it out. And by the time I had time to get it out, I knew I didn't want to look at it because I knew that would be a race stopper. So um, now I always wear gaiters because that stops anything getting in. But other than that, just stand it, like, you know, and and I had all waterproof jackets and all that, but I I think I put that on once, like, Mm. and Mm. then within 10 minutes it stopped raining and I took it off. So really, I didn't really use that much. The poles, though, were a godsend. Mm. Yeah um oh but i also sorry yeah. um i did start using the nathan naked mm. belt for the first time i don't yes. normally like things around my waist but i find that really good and it's great for putting your poles in too i was gonna
2: ask how that went yeah even with that means you've got a bit more extra um, storage as well yeah that's
0: right well i could put some soft flasks in yeah. there and just little things that you know you're going to use mm. frequently it's much easier to access them yeah, there
2: because you had the the solomon
0: yeah the 12, uh, 12. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, I I really like the Nathan naked belt, that was awesome. So,
1: for me carrying your um, pack, your pack was so heavy. I know. Would you train, would you encourage people to train with full packs? Yes, to be able to get used to it,
0: which I did not do because I was slack, but I would encourage people to do it and I will do more of it. I, I trained a couple of times with it, but um, yeah, I should have trained more with it. Not that it was. That detrimental to me, but I think you really feel it on your legs, that that weight, and and certainly on my shoulders too. Yeah, I was going to say, how are your shoulders? Yeah, they weren't too bad during the race, but I've had sore shoulders since, you know. So, yeah, I, I really would recommend it. And I had planned to; it was just one of those things I had planned to, and I just never got all the kit together and that until the last minute. Mm. So I kind of just it just didn't happen. But that was my own. That was silly. Mm. That was silly, mm. and that's lesson learned there too. It'd be good to
2: note as well that you didn't even use the bladder in the end, did you? No, I no, preferred. So that using, didn't even yeah. have the weight of the no. bladder in it. Yeah, yeah because it was I was quite heavy. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was concerned about that, but yeah, I, I, mm. I find bottles was enough, and I find drinking out of the bottles easier than than the bladder for some reason.
1: Mm. Yeah. And then, of course, the tip that I'll certainly take into my next races is the vacuum sealing of the land No, yes. yeah.
0: Now, I normally tape up my stuff, and I did think of it beforehand, but then I saw a girl at gear check. She had vacuum sealed it like what you would normally vacuum seal your, your meats with mm. and that sort of stuff. And I had been thinking of buying one, but once again, I was mm. busy with work and everything else, and I never got time. Then when I saw hers, I was like, oh, my God, I wish I had done it because it really sucks it down and makes it small. Mm. So, yeah. Obviously, once you need to use them, but
2: Yeah, I was just thinking that, but it have yeah. to be stuff that you, yeah. It would be
0: stuff that you you don't think you, you're going to yeah, use. Yeah, yeah. And as it was like I I always put mine in plastic bags and tape them down with electrical tape and really push them down. Mm. So, even if I have to use them, that's going to be a hassle. It, it would be easier to open the vacuum seal once I can. Yeah. yeah. Them, yeah.
1: Mm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your pieces? you have pacers? yes
0: so um david um was my first pacer from the like the 40k mark um and i needed a pacer for that section because i knew it was going through the viking and i knew it would be at night and it's a really tricky section and i just wanted someone you know to help me with that so and i didn't have anyone who could do it i'd asked quite a few people and everyone was busy or unavailable or you know, had their own races, you know, which is is fine, that's, you know, that's fine, so I put a message out on Facebook, and I mean, David and I were Facebook friends, but we didn't really know each other, as as is kind of standard, Um, and so he said, yeah, sure, he'd love to help, so that was awesome, so he did that with me, so that was really only the second time I'd met him, but he was, he was really good, like, um, he really pushed me to try to, push a bit harder and you know like um quite early on in the piece I was feeling really heavy tired legs like my legs were not feeling good from before I met him from probably about 15 k's and and I was saying to him look you know I I I don't my legs aren't feeling good and he's like well you know you don't want to lose places because your legs hurt your legs are meant to hurt you know Mm. and it was good to have someone tell me to just you know toughen up a bit you know and yeah suck it up a bit, which is which is what I needed because, you know, if you get caught up in that whinging and complaining um, it can bring you down and derail your race completely because it just becomes almost a self-fulfilling prophecy so yeah, it was good mm-hmm. and then um, for the last 38Ks I had Nikki and Nikki lets I met um, I, I often go to Bright and stay with friends there and I met Nikki on a group run And even on that first group run, when I first met her, she was like, when she heard I was doing GSEI, she said, oh, I'd love to help, you know, in some way. And um, so, yeah, so she paced and that was awesome too. So really, that was probably the third or fourth time I'd met her. So I just think it's in the ultra running community, people are just so amazing and helpful. Just like the same with you two. I knew you guys and we'd run a couple of times, but we weren't, you know, we hadn't run together heaps or known each other for a super long time and just for you guys to give up all your time and that sort of thing it's just I I just think it's amazing and I think Mm. the running community is an amazing community
2: there are some yeah great helpful people out
0: there there truly are Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah But I also feel like David and Nikki, for us now, you know, we've made yeah. lifelong friends. Yeah, We've got right. new friends now as well. <laughs> stay connected and follow mm. their races. And they were and...
2: such, such lovely people. Oh, really? Yeah. Really, yeah, I now, agree. Now, David and Nikki submitted
1: some questions for Izzy, didn't they? Or some
2: suggestions?
1: Yes. Um, David wanted to ask how you managed to get through the tough patches through the night. Um
0: well more just you know just telling myself you've got to keep moving like a lot of the times I I just you know of course you want to just stop and you want to sleep or whatever it is but just you just got to keep moving and sometimes the just keeping on moving starts to make you feel better again as well Mm. so and and gets rid of the tiredness although it seems counterintuitive but um if you once again, it's if you succumb to something, it becomes self fulfilling. Mm. So um, at one point, I was feeling pretty lazy, and um, on my Spotify playlist, I have these motivational speeches, and um, you know, like from YouTube, which are you know, they're all a bit you know, American, <laughs> um, which which is fine, but they're really that rah rah kind yeah, of yeah. you know. Um, And so I listened to them and that really helped, you know, where they're telling, you to, you know, it's that American man voice yelling at you, you (laughs) you know, but that really helped. And that, that during the night I listened to that and, and I find that sort of thing really keeps
1: me going. One of my other key takeouts, um, which I'll use going into future events, is just the way that you mentally prepare before a race. Yeah. I feel like when I, before a race for me, I'm just all frazzled. Yeah. Whereas I like how you put your headset on and you listen to music or you listen to yeah, mantras. Yeah, um,
0: I've, I've, this was the first time I'd done it. I was listening to, um, before the race and leading up, a couple of weeks before it, um, listening to I Am Affirmations, which... Once again, I I feel a bit embarrassed saying it, but it really helped. This is the first race. I didn't have those horrible, sickening Mm. nerves before. Um, And it's one of those things that, you know, I would listen to it every night before bed because that's when your subconscious is really ready for that sort of stuff. And then then I'd take the headphones off and go to sleep. And in the morning, as soon as I woke up, headphones straight back on, listening to the I am affirmations. Again, once again, when you're still in that kind of that sleepy stage is when it supposedly gets him better. Mm. And then I'd listen to them on and off throughout the day and often in the car I would listen to them. And then, like you said, before the race, I was listening to them the night before. And honestly, I've never been that calm before a race. Mm. And I, it really helped. Mm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. We have nothing to compare it to, but yes, you no, seem that's very right. calm. Well, very I always calm. managed Collected to hide, and...
0: hide the nerves normally quite well, but I know what I was feeling and I know I did not feel... The sick, it makes me actually feel physically sick how nervous mm. I can get. So, and that's a common common yeah, thing, that's yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I didn't get that at all, I just felt really calm and ready. Mm. So, it was, oh, it was that's great, good. yeah. yeah. So, that's I'll be doing that again for others as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they were just I am affirmations through YouTube. I just subscribed for a month because otherwise, you've got to have the YouTube app open the whole time. I just subscribed for a month so I could just listen to it, and I think I'll probably do that before each race, mm-hmm. big race, you know. Yeah, I found that very helpful.
1: Yeah. What's next on the calendar?
0: So um, next will be Barclay Marathons. And I think I'll be needing to listen to a lot of IM affirmations for <laughs> <with> that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's next. So I've got to do lots more navigation training because obviously that was my weakness. So um, I've already spoken to Greg Robinson and he's, going, he's a gun regainer in victoria and he's going to be helping me out which once again mm. how awesome yep. are people you know like really so amazing and he's already he's you know been emailing me his thoughts on what we're going to do and that oh, sort of stuff lovely. yeah no, he's
2: a really good man he, yeah he is. yeah
0: that, but then you know everyone is like it just amazes mm. me how selfless people are and willing to help others you know yep. because really it running so is selfish like it's it's for me that I'm doing it and, but he's willing to help. So mm. yeah, that's awesome. He's going to be helping me a lot with that. Um, and then just once again, I'm going to have to get back out into the hills doing lots of climbing. Um, and you know, using the poles a lot and I will practice with my heavy pack. Um, <laughs> and I will buy one of those thingies that sucks in the, um, mm, the yes, vacuum. Sinker. Thank you very much. Yeah. I forgot the word. Um, buy one of them because, you know, I, I do want to be able to take, you know, warm weather gear, but I'm not cold weather gear, but I'm not necessarily going to be using it straight away. But during the night I will. But if I can reduce the size of that for at least a period of time Mm. um, and just experimenting more with food and that sort of stuff, because once again, there's no aid stations there. Mm. So I need to focus on that and um, focus on, you know, training. You can't really train sleep deprivation, but you can practice Running at different times of the day. And of course, as everyone knows, you never know when the conch is going to blow. So I think practicing training at different times, yeah. you know, going to bed, having a couple of hours sleep, getting up,
2: mm.
0: and just getting used to that, you know, because yeah. so that it won't be such a scary thing for me. And of course, you know, part of the reason I practice the I AM affirmations is, as as you'll have heard with the other podcast that I did with Angela Renzo, I um, really panicked on the start line and I. I I really want to avoid that this time so um, I think that sort of thing will help me
1: did you sleep at all during this race?
0: Uh, GSER no and I didn't even sit down once because I didn't want to sit down once I sat down I knew I'd want to keep sitting down and then you stiffen up too much so no I didn't sleep it's funny sometimes I need to sleep just even a five-minute dirt nap And other times I've done races overnight and I haven't needed to. This is one of the ones where I didn't need to. But I really was really careful with my sleep leading up to it. Uh, The last two weeks before the race, I was getting early nights. I wasn't setting my alarm to get up and train. I would just train later in the day because I was doing less training. I could do that. Um, So I was trying not to have too earlier mornings and just getting really banking my sleep getting as much sleep as possible Mm, beforehand so that I was really fresh when I went in. And um, I really felt that that helped this time.
1: Yeah. For us, it was amazing to watch you. I know David said to me that during the night, um, your going through the aid station was about five minutes. Yes. And I think uh, during the day, it would have not been anywhere um, more than 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Whereas there was a lot of people that were taking a lot more time to get through the aid station. I just (laughs) think
0: that that's... um, you know, you don't want to get to the finish and go, oh, I could have saved, you know, half an hour and that was just me pottering around an aid station. Mm. Um, that's why I like to have everything organised, you know, try and get him maximum food. And everyone's different. Like I heard that, you know, you told me that the guy who won, Joseph, like he would sit down for half an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he did a phenomenal time. And maybe for him it was better to sit down and rest. For me, I know what I'm like. I stiffen up too much. And then I've got to go through the whole warm-up process Mm. again, Mm. Mm. which is, for me, really slow. Because um, some people who know me from racing will know that I'm a very slow starter and it takes me a long time to warm up. So if I let my body cool down too much, I've got to go through that whole process again. Mm. Mm. So it's just too hard. Yeah.
1: So is this the longest time that you've been on your feet before? Yeah, the the absolute
0: longest. Like, um, not the longest distance-wise because I've done a 24-hour track race, but that's easy to get bigger kilometres on that because you're not – it's flat, clearly, and you're not tripping over. Like, I was tripping over a lot and falling. I think David lost count when I got to about 15 falls. (laughs) We just stopped counting after that. Um, And so the time on feet, that was the longest I've I've been on my feet. And – i really find that has affected my recovery like I, i've really struggled with recovery like just been so much more exhausted than i would after a normal miler that doesn't take quite so long yeah mm. yeah
2: and with all the the hills and everything yeah as well, that's and the, right the elevation oh, and the
0: elevation the rough terrain that would have a big impact yeah and and of course it ended up being quite warm out there so i got quite sunburnt. um which the sun has an effect on you mm. too. Now, of course, i got sunburned because I don't like to use sunscreen when I race because I feel like my skin can't breathe properly. We discussed this, of course, but I'm just letting the listeners know. Mm. Um, I feel my skin can't breathe, and invariably, no matter how careful I am, I get it in my eyes and my mouth, and it's just horrible. So, mm. yeah. So that's why I got sunburned, which, of course, it's my own fault, but I think it affects the body too. mm
1: Izzy, what advice would you give to someone that is um, wanting to run their first mileer?
0: Well, um, I think you need to make sure that you get in the training. If you you've The training is the most important, obviously. Um, you've got to get that in. Like, you can't skimp on the training. I'm not saying you need to do 100 mile weeks, but you've got to be respectful of the distance that you are going to be racing. You can't just get away with doing, you know, 50 k's a week or 70 k's a week. You've got to be doing... Regular 100 kilometer weeks. And of course, with um, hilly courses and training, it's not just all about kilometers, it's time on feet. You've got to get some long runs in, you've got to mimic the terrain that you're going to be racing on, but you still need to work on your speed elements and your quality elements. Once again, I recommend banking your sleep so that you um, are well refreshed for the race and also. Training in the dark, you've got to practice that because you are going to run in the dark. So you've got to be used to um, training in the dark on trails if you're doing a trail 100 miler.
1: And you coached someone that was at the event and yes. was running her first miler. Yes. How did she go?
0: She did really well. That was Zoe and she was a bit um, worried about the cut-offs. Um, but um, she did so well. She did awesome. She she. um easily made the cut-offs. So that was a brilliant And she finished thing. as well, didn't yeah, she? she? Yeah, she finished, yeah. yeah, definitely. So um, I think she ended up fourth female. So, you know, wow. she did really well. Mm. So um, I was wrapped for her as well as for me. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah.
1: If someone wanted to get in touch with you to um, talk to you about coaching, how, where would they find you?
0: So um, my website, Um I also have... Um, a Facebook page and an Instagram page, Peak Endurance Coaching Australia, because there is actually a British one, which I didn't know about at the time, yeah. but there we go. So make sure you write Peak Endurance Coaching Australia. And yeah, I, I would love to help people to reach their goals because um, it was just as rewarding for me to be following her throughout the race um, and knowing that you guys were following her too, mm-hmm. as, as it was because I wanted to do well. Like, I, I went into the race wanting to do well, but it was also rewarding for me to see Zoe do really well. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And then, Izzy, I just wanted to say congratulations because I know when you came into the first checkpoint, the first thing that you said is, my Achilles hurts and this hurts and that hurts. Yeah. So, <laughs> it was unbelievable to watch you fight yeah. for 45 hours. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because... To because of that finish line. Yeah,
0: I mean, I had aches and pains I'd never had before. Sore Achilles and heavy legs and then my hip flexor went and um but I just I just thought I'm just going to have to suck it up and do it because I'm not dnfing that race again <laughs> you just kept going you yeah. came with
2: scratches covered in yeah. flies I know oh, oh my god it was just oh, the flies, on that, hot flies. Afternoon. that was yes yep,
0: that was bad they were getting underneath my sunglasses and yeah it was you just did amazing doing yeah, all thank of that you all. all
2: different conditions it was all yeah. different
0: conditions and but that was good and and that's great mm-hmm. training for Barclay and yeah, um exactly. yeah and and it was just so good to have such a great crew out there mm. like I felt so supported mm. the whole time and and even while I was running um, or hiking um mm-hmm. I was just feeling that gratitude of how lucky am I like i you know having these people helping me and I think running with gratitude like I didn't do it intentionally I was just feeling just that feeling you get where wow, I'm so lucky to have these people helping me and I think that helps you to run more to your potential too to be running with good feelings Mm. is is way more beneficial yes Mm. yeah
1: (laughs) you certainly made it very easy for us just how organized you were with your drop bags um it yeah it was we had so much fun. Oh, yeah. I'm glad
0: you had fun too.
1: So, so much fun.
0: Yeah, and, and I think going to any kind of ultra event, it's just such a, it's there's a buzz about it and it's it's fun as well for everybody, mm. I hope. Anyway, I wouldn't really know from the other side too much, but yeah.
2: Yeah, now we met lots of people and chatted to medics and the, and the yeah. volleys and everything. Yeah. And because it was a smaller event, smaller numbers, you felt like even the medics got to know each person oh, okay. and yeah. there was quite yeah, you know camaraderie and friendship and just, yeah, no, yeah. It yeah everyone was really lovely everyone
0: was supporting each other mm. yeah. the medics were amazing yes exactly. they were the, the medics were.
1: were so amazing
0: yeah yeah, yeah I mean um you know there was quite a few changes with the race and all that and that was all a bit stressful but at the end of the day it all ran so smoothly and like clockwork and Mm. you know kudos to the um race organizers sean greenhill um and all his crew and greg robinson was one of the people too Mm. and matt and um all of them did an awesome job Mm. getting it all together Mm. all the volunteers were brilliant Mm. so helpful and friendly and lovely and you know, we're bending over backwards to help you at, at the aid mm. stations. Oh,
2: yeah, they were so helpful yeah. with people coming in. Yeah, and
0: so, no, it, it was really an, an awesome race. And I know there's conjecture about whether or not it will run again, but I'm, whether or not I do it again is, is moot. I'm really hope, I really hope that it does run again because I think it is an awesome race, a tough, tough 100-miler, and I think it's good to have something really tough out there mm. to challenge yes. people just that extra little bit. Mm. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, thank Any, you.
2: there anything else you wanted to mention, to um, listeners,
0: or anything we haven't? No, I think I think that's pretty much it. Cool. And well, okay. Well, what was
1: so you say that you learnt a lot, Michelle? What did you learn? Uh, for me, just the way that you prepare going into the race. Yep. Um, I'm normally uh, quite stressed starts, so I'll certainly take in the listening to music or mantras. Yep. Um the way the uh, ginger beer. I've never yes. tried ginger beer. Yes, I was oh gonna say that, awesome. yeah, that
2: was yeah, that's something I've got to try
1: yeah, in I've, the future. I get the feeling mm. of being sick. I know that David said that he didn't feel like he had enough of the gingers during the night. Uh, so they yes. must he was working. feeling sick, yeah. Mm. They must have been working for him, so I'll certainly try that. Um, the Ziploc bags. Yeah. So how you have all your nutrition in the Ziploc bag and then just keep going, yeah. get through. Um, we got th- not necessarily stuck, but when we did Surf Coast, we were at the aid station probably too long. Um, so mm. it was really interesting to see you come in and to go out. So yeah. that's definitely something mm. that we will yeah, we've gotta... um Because that's age. that's like free free time, you know. No. Yeah. Like that's
0: for free. Like honestly, it's. And, and you know, you can make up so much time and you know,
2: and I think even for us grabbing our food and even our real food and taking it with us yes. will be good as well. Yeah. And just walk and eat and that's right. Yeah. yeah spend less yeah. time. And
1: just how you kept on smiling. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, I was sending messages to the Knox road runners, uh, giving them updates. And that's all I kept on saying is she's still smiling. <laughs> yeah. She's come yeah. through this checkpoint beautiful still smiling <laughs> <laughs> every time. Well, and
0: but once again, it's, it's like how I was feeling gratitude. Like, when I would see you, I would be really happy to yeah. see you. And also, um, we're choosing to do this. We should be happy about it. There's no point in being grumpy or mm. upset or, yeah. you know, even when I, my body was hurting so much right from the beginning, it was like, well, you know, it is what it is, just, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and just, you know, and you're out there in the beautiful bush, you know, you've got to smile. Oh, the scenery yeah. was incredible. Yes, it, yeah. was. it was. amazing. It was I think that
1: was our favorite part is that when we were waiting at the aid station, we get, just, you know, we're going for walks and yeah, we're taking just... in all the scenery. And places I've or... never been
2: before and you hadn't really been right. either. So, yeah. yeah, it was all It's a great way to see the country. Places, yeah, yeah, that we definitely want to get back out to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Mm, yeah. And did you feel that, you, so you felt you learned with the food it was pretty too, much. Daniel. Yeah, about yeah. the same. And the main thing yeah. I was
2: going to say was the ginger beer. And yeah. drinking that at the aid stations would, yeah. yeah. Is good too, and, you, and like
0: I've said, you've got to make sure it's a real ginger beer because yep. often yeah. aid stations stock ginger ale and it's completely different. No, thing. you need the yep.
2: actual real ginger. That's what's giving you? Yeah. Yeah, the the, the, the antinocia.
1: My other one yep. was um, I, t- I mentioned that some of the guys were eating potato with the miso soup on top. Oh yeah, that's right. Like, oh, that's mm. not a bad one to try. The pickles, they had pickles, but yes. there were also people that were drinking the pickles juice, yeah, and they yeah. say the pickle juice that's helps. cramping. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So
2: there's definitely... And a... the miso soup would have had the salt, so, so that would have been a salt Was
0: aspect. the miso soup like a sachet? Yeah. Like, like a, a powder? Gel... Oh, a powder. Is it a powder? powder. Yeah, yeah, I'm oh. just putting the powder on top. I'll have to have and a look
1: at that. I suppose the powder, it, you know, if you're just having it as a powder, it would be quick and it would still yeah, be the calories. Right. Yeah, 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 that's right. Mm. Mm. I'll
0: have to look into that one and it would be nice and salty too yeah and in yeah. flavor the vegetables yeah, a bit right. more yeah, as well course, yeah <laughs> yeah it is a bit boring but you know once mm. again it's not a picnic it's no, a race no, so but... i try not to yeah but but still eating something nice is always mm. a bit nicer
2: and a bit yeah. of a boost when you're as it it is it's a mental well. boost yeah yeah, yeah like i had that this real food
0: i had the a uh, vegetable soup at the Riley Hart and it was so yummy like, I'm still thinking about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and um so it really boosted me mentally as well as physically because it was just so nice and hearty and yummy and it just mm. made it made my day. Like seriously, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about that soup. <laughs>
1: And a shout out to Elise at the end that had the pumpkin soup and. oh, the, oh yes, the yes. And yeah. those soups were awesome too. And she might have even
2: made that vegetable soup. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, she was making all those She had a, soups. It was
0: a chicken soup as well, was yeah. it? That was yeah. good too. Yeah. She
2: said to us that she wants the runners at the end. She wants them to make sure they've had a nice hearty, you know, yeah. meal to make and that sure that pumpkin they're fed soup, after yeah, was, all that. It yeah. was very hearty. Uh, all that the runners good. were yeah really yeah. enjoying that.
0: Yeah no she she I don't know who it was but she did not awesome job Elise wasn't Elise. Runs mm. with
2: um, slow burners, I think. Oh, and okay. Works for glimmer gear.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, no. So, and once again, that's also you know the whole race mm. was just it was great. It was a really good race. So, yeah. Mm. You know, put that on your on your list, guys. If if they <laughs> run it again, because it definitely is one to do. And I think David's thinking. Yeah, I <laughs> know he would <laughs> like to do it. What about you two? Twenty twenty one for you, David. Okay. <laughs>
1: Maybe pace a little bit or yeah. crew, but We're yeah, crew. no, not the.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. yeah he's probably yeah he's he'd be quite fast i'm sure yeah yeah, sure. <laughs> could, yeah. yeah. Very yeah yeah. Oh, so yes. that'll be interesting to see all right well thank you very much for interviewing me thank you it's always fun to not to have to think of the questions <laughs>
1: yeah. and again i don't even think we've mentioned about congratulations because yeah. you actually won the race yes, yes that's right yeah yes.
0: so that i went into it wanting to win it which was why I was disappointed when my body was hurting so much right from the start. But you did but, it. Yeah, I did it. So, but I once again, I couldn't have done it without my crew and without my paces. Like truly, I wrote a post. It's it's not a... Ultra running, as much as it seems like a solo event, is not a solo event. It's a team mm. event. And um, I mean, I know you can do it solo, but it's so much more pleasant to do it as yes. a team event. <laughs> yes. So I really appreciate your help and um, David and Nikki's and... And like I said, I couldn't have done it without you guys. I mean, I'm sure I would have grovelled to the end. But like I said, just seeing you guys gave me such a boost at the aid mm. station. Oh, so, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'd be kind to get down. Where's the aid station? Just because I wanted to see you again. <laughs> oh, so, that's you sweet. know, it's oh. like it, it really did help. So thank you. You're welcome. The, the, the win is as much yours as it is mine in that regard because oh, I, I, I honestly couldn't have You're done too it. too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, it is. It's a team event. So... Mm. Thank you, and thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you have any comments, please um, do so. Um, if you have any questions for the for Danielle and Michelle as well, please add them in, and I can get them to answer those. So, thank you, guys, and that's it for today. Well, as I'm sure you can tell from that podcast. Michelle and Danielle are awesome people to be around, lots of fun, and I'm sure you can tell just from their voices that they have a smile on their face, and that's why it was so easy for me to feel happy while I was racing. Now, um, if you have any questions about GSCR or anything like that, feel free to comment or send me an email. Um, If you go to my website, peakendurancecoaching.com.au, you will find... Um, my email address, or you can go onto Facebook or Instagram and look me up there. So that will be fine. Um, Also, I would greatly appreciate it if you could rate and review this podcast. If you go to Apple Podcasts, which is what used to be iTunes, you will be able to, if you scroll down through the episodes, it gets to ratings and reviews, and then you can um, rate and review it. Uh, I've recently received three more reviews, one from Tinkertutu, thank you for that, another from Cape Crew, and one from Robster1970, and I love that he says I have an infectious accent, um, which is quite funny because of course I don't hear my accent, but I'm sure all of you do. Anyway, thank you very much for rating and reviewing, I really appreciate it, and um I look forward to putting the next podcast out which will be a training talk and someone has asked for, as I said last time, a podcast on um, how you train for hills when you don't have any hills around. I've got a few ideas and once again they're just my ideas, you can take them as you will so I will um, let you know about those next time. I've also got a couple more podcasts, interviews already recorded, one with Dr. Jason carp in regards to women's cycles and how that affects your running and racing that's a really informative one I'm also recording an interview with Craig Harper who is a high performance coach so that will be you know that's for mental training and those sorts of things that will be a really interesting one as well as I've had a few questions on that topic so lots to look forward to there I hope all your running and racing and training is going really well and that you're having fun out there on the roads and trails